Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Black Country Ramble. That's a very, very special edition this week because, as ever, I am joined by our resident Wolves fan, JB. JB, how are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm okay, mate. <laughs> um, I, I, I always try and find a positive sort of start to the pod and say, yeah, yeah, you know, not too bad. And in life, I'm okay, but football-wise, mate, a really difficult sort of weekend to to take really um i know we're going to get into it a bit more but we will, i, th- I think we there's, will. there's a lot of serious stuff to sort of talk about because it was a difficult weekend absolutely and this week is very special because um for just the second time in nine years we have a black country derby to talk about we will be playing um on bank holiday monday um fixture rearranged not ideal but with it being a bank holiday it's not the worst time in the world be, it would have been nice if um it was bank holiday monday evening kickoff um yeah and we could go yeah that would be amazing. Be great, wouldn't it but they'd never do yeah. it they'd never put that on a bank holiday monday because everyone would get pissed up before they went and not get to work on tuesday that's it that's <laughs> it yeah and it's also a very special episode this week because we are joined by friend of the pod and professional wind-up merchant. It is the official HRH. Harry, welcome back. How are you, mate? Yeah, well, I mean, in myself, good. Football-wise, as you know, as previously referenced, it's it's a little bit of a rough podcast to enter, isn't it, in regards to speaking about what happened on Sunday? But never mind, never mind. Yeah, I mean, we we just got on there um, before we started recording, and I feel like there was this energy of, oh, do we have to start? Can we not just keep having a chat here? Like if we just want the easy way out. Yeah, it's. Um, I guess we've got to start with Wolves, and obviously yeah. with what happened at the weekend. Um, where do you start? You know, you, you the, the facts are there. You, you've been you've been tonked for the own by the team fourth bottom. Um, I stood on the on the pod last week. You know, I always worry about when we play Burnley. Um, as pathetic and as sort of silly as it is, you just sort of know what's coming. No, you did. Um, but Burnley must rub their hands together when they see the fixture list and, and, and see the date they're playing Wolves. Likewise, I don't know what our coaching staff, Nuno, players, etc., have done for the last couple of years because they've played Burnley enough to know exactly. Because Burnley have never changed their style of play. They've got people got the same players apart from maybe one or two tweaks here or there. Usually, goalkeeper swap. Um, but generally, but generally, the the, the the ten outfield players have pretty much been the same for the last couple of years. The style of play is the same, and we just cannot deal with them. And it's not just about dealing with Burnley. It's not just about that. It was just, and I don't like you. I feel like I've come on really negative, but it's hard not to. But it was disgraceful. It was mm-hmm. absolutely disgraceful. And it has been referenced by a lot of people, not just fans who are angry, but by journalists. Um, national newspapers. John Percy put a piece together on. Uh, yeah, and Oliver Oliver Kay's, Oliver Kay's done one today, which I haven't read yet, but I'm interested to to read the Oliver Kay one because he's Is that on not. The athletic? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He, he's not directly linked to Wolves. He's kind of got like a sort of a, a perspective away from whereas John Percy is Midlands based, if you like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it was disgraceful, and I don't use that word lightly. It was utterly disgraceful. I mean, the, the, the we, we we were defunct of any sort of ideas. Bernie was just laughing. There could have been forget three and a half time. It should have been about seven or eight. Yeah, the stats don't lie. It's the biggest deficit between two teams in terms of running that's ever been recorded in the Prem. Mm. So Burnley ran six kilometers more than Wolves, really team, and it's oh, the yeah. biggest deficit between two teams in the Prem ever. That's a disgusting stat. Yeah. That's disgusting. Um, 
the one thing I have said, and it's a bit of a joke, really, and it's not a joke because I'm, I'm laughing about it, but it's a joke because obviously there was a lot of anger around it and there was loads of people going, oh my God, I can't believe how bad Wolves are. That was the worst thing I've ever seen. Da, 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 da. And I said, you know what? And I think I put a tweet out, you might have saw it. I said, this is nothing new to what we've seen this season. This is what we've seen pretty much week in, week out. The difference is, unfortunately for us, we've been picked for a prime time national broadcaster TV slot on a Sunday. And the whole BBC country One. Seen it. <laughs> BBC One. And the whole country has seen it for free. And, 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 and do you know what I mean? And that's the difference. We've, we've sat and watched it all season. And, and part of last season after Project Restart. Um, and, and to be honest with you, I, I'm getting, I can confirm myself getting wound up now because mm-hmm. it, it was awful. It was, it was just an abomination of, of everything. And, 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 and I, I, I don't know, Harry, do you want to jump in and take over, mate? Because I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm still mad. <laughs> It's weird. I mean, I actually saw a tweet that kind of did make me laugh. Someone put, I would have been more surprised if we beat them 4 0 than them beating us 4 0. Yeah. But even yeah. then, I mean, it just sums this season up. I went into that game. I mean, Wolves Burnley, oh, I had to mentally prepare myself the day before. I was thinking, how oh, this game is going to be so boring, honestly. People compare us to Burnley. People compare. However, I still went into that game not really expecting a lot and not really. And I still was fuming at full time. It was shocking. It was absolutely shocking. I mean, someone said a start, I think the commentator on BBC, Burnley, going into that game, had scored 13 away goals this season. 33% of that against us. It was just absolutely ridiculous, really. I think it's been one of those times as well where there have been defeats here and there this season and, and people can debate here and there and everywhere. But a lot of the large arguments in regards to this season and why potentially Nuno and that is there's been no Jimenez and there's been no fans. That works a lot of the time. No chance with Jimenez. It makes no, it's no excuses when you lose 4-0 to Burnley because Jimenez is a striker and the defending was awful and the performance was so bad the fans' argument's redundant anyway when it's a performance of that low quality. And I was fuming on Sunday. And in fairness, sometimes I'm fine the day after. The following day, I was still... I couldn't quite understand it. I was in the shower. I was thinking it wasn't even... We weren't even reduced to 10 men. How do you lose 4-0 at home to Burnley? <laughs> yeah. You can understand if you're maybe a newly promoted side or sometimes it can just be a case of you're a complete underdog against a Liverpool or a City. To lose 4-0 at home to Burnley, who are not an attacking side whatsoever, is really, really disappointing. I don't think anyone, regardless of how you view this season and the extenuating circumstances, it's indefensible, absolutely indefensible from the bottom to the top about that. Serious questions have to be asked. I'm pretty sure they already have been. Serious questions have to be asked. And this is a pivotal moment for Fozen now because Jesse sold us the dream. He said that awful comment. Now, it was a good comment, but it's come back to bite him every time. We want to be the next Man City. We want to have that model to aspire to the top. He said that when we got promoted. And since then, we've just lost 4-0 to Burnley. So what are the answers now, Jeff? What, what, what are the answers? Is it the manager? Is it the recruitment? Because something has to be cataclysmically wrong to have lost 4-0 to Burnley in, in the season that's still been poor. Maybe you can do really, really well and do what Leeds do and maybe have the odd tonking here and there. It's been awful all season, really, for us, bar one or two moments. And then to lose 4-0 shows that, in my opinion, you can put it down to fitness issues. I'm sorry, I don't care less. I used to play football three times a day at school, five times a week. It's not a case of fitness. You you can do what you want. Don't lose 4-0 at home to Burnley. For me, indefensible. Yeah, well, as obviously the Albion fan on this podcast, I've I've watched a lot of Wolves this season. and I think sometimes they do get a negative press. I think sometimes they are maybe not as defensive or maybe not as bad, for want of a better word, as some Wolves fans might might make them out to be. However, as you said, Harry, it's kind of a new low 
um, losing 4-0 to Burnley. But again, and I don't want to be, you know, or, you know, a Nuno apologist always making an excuse for him. But, and you could tell this watching it, they are a team with nothing to play for and they were playing a team with everything to play for. And it looked like that. Um, that's probably reflected in the running stats. I think goals one, um, goal three from the set piece, was it? That was the header, yeah. Yeah, I think a couple of the goals in particular really showed that. There was also a 50-50. It was either Westwood or McNeil went straight through, I think, Moutinho, who sort of half half asked a 50-50. And then, um, you know, Burnley forced a save from Patricio. And it's those kind of things at this stage of the season where you're just thinking, listen, these lads clearly have their eyes on Euro uh, 2020. And, and the, but and you know, most of them will go, but there's something so, so wrong about someone who can put a performance in the way Connor Cody did on Sunday and expect mm-hmm. to go to the World Cup as an England defender. That yeah. it was so bad. I'm getting nods from both the boys here. Jay, <laughs> yeah. Listen, every time it's hard. I don't want to come on here and just be completely negative because we've had such a poor season and then basically call every player out. As much as tempted I am to do that, I don't want to. And Connor Cody has been in ways fantastic for us. You know, how, how he came into the middle of the back three. He's been our leader. He has turned in some good performances. You don't get recognised for country if you're a bad player. But every time Connor Cody comes up against a proper centre forward, you know, you know, a, 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 a typical number nine, uh, he's nowhere to be seen. You know, Chris yeah. Wood was literally, I mean, Chris Wood, listen, good player. Hey, I've terminated, I've spat him in the past, but you know what, God, get him at the Wolves now because at least he's bleeding score. We'd have someone in the box, you know. Mm-hmm. Chris well, Wood is he... he's, he's a good player. He's a very good player, but that. Listen, I'm not disputing that, but let's be honest, he's not the most, um, what's the word I'm after, sort of like fluent, really good feet, known for yeah. his trickery and all that. He was turning Connor Cody inside out mm-hmm. like no man's business. It was, it was, it was ridiculous. And that's no disrespect to yeah. Chris Wood because he's come into Natchik on us and he was brilliant. We made, we made him look like prime Benzema, honest, honestly. Yeah. If you'd have yeah. not had great vision and you thought that was Benzema, you probably wouldn't disagree, <laughs> would you, really? Honestly, yeah. and I'm, I'm an England fan and a Wolves fan. But it sounds a bit wrong to say it as a Wolves fan, but heading into these Euros, I do not want Cody in the team. People, want, especially on Facebook, would be like, oh, we've got Cody playing in the Euros. I actively don't want that because in the round of 16, we're likely going to be playing one of Portugal, France, and I think Belgium or something. Yeah, I, want yeah, I think it's Germany, nothing, I think. Yeah. Germany. I want absolutely nothing to do with Cody against some of those attacking players. Yeah. I, don't think, I, don't think he'll, I don't think he'll be anywhere near the start. I think Conor, Conor oh, Cody me. will only be in the starting eleven for England if we have a major injury crisis or something. I, I don't think he'll be anywhere anywhere near. And he, he, but he's a good lad, and he so he'll go. Um, yeah, you do need leadership qualities in a team, and you, you, that is really important. But listen, it's inexcusable that performance. Every single player was poor, and poor's be being generous. Um, and what it's done is is just touching on what Harry spoke about when he spoke about you know the Jeff Shee thing and highlighted stuff. And we've spoke, Kieran. I can't. How many times have we spoke about this on the pod? What Sunday did was it, we got to the, the tip of the iceberg in my eyes and, it, and it, we got to the crescendo of it has highlighted exactly what's gone wrong this season. It's highlighted the fact that our back three, playing, back, playing a back five against fourth bottom in the league blows my mind, to be honest with you. And the fact that we felt the need to be so defensively negative against a team that are in the bottom four, right? That blows my mind for a start. 
our back, our centre half is a championship midfield, is in essence. Co- uh, not Bolly, obviously. Polly, Polly came to us obviously as a defender in, in in the championship. But Cody and Soyes came to the centre midfielders in the championship. Bolly, as good as he is, came to the championship. We have not improved our back line at all, apart from our wing back position, and we've been exposed beyond belief this year. Um, you know, a few stats have been thrown up from the season when we got relegated under Mick McCarthy in 2012. Mm-hmm. We scored more goals under Mick McCarthy than we did than we have done this season. Wow! In in the season that we went down under Mick McCarthy, which is which is well known to be, we were we were absolutely awful. Ended up under Terry Connor, one of the worst Premier League teams of all time. That we finished on was it 21 points? Did we even make 20 points? I think it was less than that. It was like 19, wasn't it? It was awful. Oh, no, it was in the 20s, but the very, very low 20s. Very, very low. Yeah. Stephen, Fletcher, Stephen Fletcher scored 12 goals and Matt Jarvis scored eight. Mm-hmm. Here's another stat for you, which is unbelievable. If Raul Jimenez comes back on the last game of the season, scores a goal, he's our joint top scorer, having missed 27 <laughs> 38 games. Madness. That's, that's, un- that's, un- that's unforgivable. Yeah. Ruben Neves is our joint top scorer and I think feeding my penalties. Yeah, you, you know the, 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 these these stats don't lie. The, the, you, you, yes, you're missing him, and as okay, we've had net time. Obviously, they got injured a couple of weeks ago. But the, the, these stats, that this this is tactical. This is shackles. This is poor, poor, poor play. And, and you can't just up it to them in black and white. And, and we are awful to watch. And yeah, hundred percent. I I, it, I mean I I feel I feel for the fans, and I feel. Um, and again, I, if I was a Wolves fan, I'd be saying Nuno in. As an Albion fan, I'm saying Nuno out. I would love to see the gamble go wrong. Um, but there is another Portuguese manager out of work. So maybe hang on till he's got oh, a job. Get, get, it, get uh, him in. Get him um, in. I, uh, I, oh God. I mean, I know, it, I I know, fo- I know football's all nepotism, <laughs> but like, I, if, you know, if Mendes pulled that one, I'd, I'd be mortified to be honest anyway i do yeah, feel yeah. a little bit for the wolves fans who do watch this every week um and say you know this is this is worse than anybody realizes this this is disastrous i believe bad at times i, but, I believe Kim, if, if this was at any other club any other club he'd be gone well i don't know about yeah. that I, because of your league position i think i think the problem is the recession from last season however what what i was going to say is it, now to see the likes of John Percy and Oliver Kay writing things like this, and obviously it had its BBC slot, this will really accelerate that conversation. Um, and, you know, Harry was very, very vocal very early on, on Nuno out. JB, you on the, the podcast, you raised that question a long time ago. Mm. Um, I feel like now it's almost going to hit the mainstream big time. I feel like more people are going to be having that conversation because it almost feels taboo. Like, oh, how could yeah. how could this manager who's done such great things for this club possibly be in trouble? But at the end of the day, when when you guys reel those things off to me, those sort of stats that, you know, performances like this Burnley performance, and you look at it objectively, this is a team who was seventh last season and flying, and all of a sudden they are 12? We're, we're a romantic club, point. Kieran, and Harry will understand what I mean by this. We're a romantic club, Wolves are. And what I mean by that is we get lost in romanticism some fans have bully bully managing us if they could you know and what they've done is that would be on my Christmas list you know out bullying yeah trust me there'll be some Wolves fans that would absolutely love that what I'm trying to say is we we get lost in the romanticism of it Nuno's been fantastic and he's fantastic and and, but we can't be complacent and get lost in the fact that he's been great if you if you take the romantic elements of Nuno 
and all of that away from him. He's just the Wolverhampton Wanderers manager. And you forget it's new now. It could be Joe. And you look at what's happened this season and how stubborn he is. And the fact that it's like it's, he's not even willing to... You've got a lad... You've got 13, yeah? What does he have to do to get a game? He's literally the best player in the European Under-21 Championships a few weeks ago. The best player. You know, you've got national football journals like running now. because what I'm saying. This kid is unbelievable. He can't even get five minutes. Well, like, it, 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 our season's gone. I think you're spot on, Kim. You've said it. We're on the beach, looking at the Euros. You can see it, right? So, so at least, like, mix it up a little bit. Bring, let, what does Fabio Silva have to do to start? Okay, Silva score. Uh, Silva, uh, sorry, Jose got his goal against um, Fulham. Fulham, it was, mate, yeah. Um, uh, Sheffield United. Sheffield, Sheffield, Sheffield United. United. He disallowed sorry. one against Fulham. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's not... He's not no, no, he's not even showing any willingness to even just mix it up a little bit and, and try something different. It's his stubbornness. Five at the back, same players, negative first half, maybe forgetting it nil-nil, maybe go a bit more at it second, and, and nothing changes. And it's just, it's it's so repetitive. And yeah, oh. Okay, I then, mean, boys. So, sorry. Yeah. We, we do need to move on <laughs> because there's an awful yeah. lot to get through. But in a word, Nuno in or Nuno out. Harry? <laughs> out. JB, oh, end of the season. I can't keep it on the fence, can I? I've got to, I've got to say Nuno out. Superb. Interesting, yeah. very interesting. Um, okay, well, moving on. Um, Albion, at the start of the season, would have circled two fixtures in the running um, that would be either historic or disastrous. Um, they are a local derby with Villa and a local derby with Wolves. We now find ourselves in the eye of that storm, having played Villa and about to play Wolves. The Villa performance was a strange one. We put in a much, much, much improved performance from Allardyce's first game where we lost 3-0 to Villa. But there were still some signs of exactly why we're going to be relegated. Um, We were weak mentally, naive, um, Allardyce was naive with his subs I feel that um, we should have managed the game better and a moment of madness and indecision uh, by not just Bartley but by Johnston as well because Johnston should just pounce on that ball um, has cost us a massive massive three points there and it just feels like well I'd sort of convinced myself you, you get carried away at 2-1 when Tyrone Minks turns the ball into his own net believe me I celebrated that like like as much as any goal <laughs> in the Black Country Derby this season, more at you know Tyrone Mings' expense than than our hope. But as we're two one up, the game's dragging on. You're thinking, well, yeah, because if we win this, we won three of our last four, and then we've got Wolves next, and they've just lost four nil. And then you know what? All we need is three wins, and not. And you just, I don't know what I'm doing to myself. Like it is the hope <laughs> that kills you, and we are hopeless. We've got no hope. But I was watching that, and I did sort of convince myself with this cognitive dissonance that if we won that game, we were right back in it, and we weren't. But having lost that game, we've got no chance. We're out of it, and the only thing I think we have left to play for is a 25-year record, nearly over <laughs> you guys at the Hawthorns. I honestly think that is all we've got left to play for. Mm-hmm. 
I don't, I don't know, I don't know if you, you saw the game, Harry. The hour yeah, I did. Game. And at 2-1, maybe because I've still got PTSD from Villa at the end of last season, I thought <laughs> they're going to do it. They're going to do it. Yeah. I had a look. You have, you've got some sticky fixtures. And when you, lo- you lost to Leicester, I thought, game over. But then I just saw that Villa result. I think you might pull through here because mm-hmm. who is, I mean, Brighton, they're, they're in, they're in, they, don't, mm-hmm. they play the football, but they're incompetent at getting results at times. I just, <clears throat> I thought to myself that you're going to pull it off. And then as soon as Keenan Davis bagged that equaliser, I went on to Twitter. I did a little joke at West Brom and no that, one yeah. disagreed with me whatsoever. Lovely. Everybody Lovely. was in agreement then. It's happening. Yeah. But once again, um... it came after a bad day. So it wasn't too, I wasn't too happy at the time, but yeah, I think it's... it is official for you now. Yeah, I think so too. It's very, very Albion for Keenan Davis, who's not scored in two years, to get his first goal in the last minute of a derby against us. That, that's that, that's something we share as clubs because you could have <laughs> you could have a bloke with you could have a bloke with no legs score a goal against Wolves. To be honest with you, it, it, it's one of that one of those yeah. things. But well, um, in terms of the Albion Villa game, I thought it was an excellent. I thought it was actually a good game. To be honest with you, yeah. I, I, I sat and I watched it, and I was quite engrossed. I actually forgot that I was watching it for a reason. If that makes yeah. sense, it, it was a good it was a good game to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I thought Villa started off slightly better, yeah, um, sure, yeah. And, and then obviously the penalty. Listen, both soft penalties. Yeah, quick it, word it, on these. I, I think mm, they're both yeah, soft, but they're both pens because they're both really naive from the <sighs> defenders. I don't know what you think on that. Just yeah, because uh, we spend so much time. Yeah, on decisions everywhere. Yes, yeah. So quickly, I, I think they're both soft in today's game. Yes, they are. I think the Villa one was more of a pen than the Albion one. Um, yeah, only I, slightly, I'd agree only, with that. Just because the way that, um, not Courtney Horse, sorry, uh, Esri Conza. Yeah. It was more accidental, whereas Bartley was attempting to get the ball because Bartley a, a was. was, yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, a J, sorry, but yeah. just soft, mate. And, and to be honest with you, if that's yeah. the way the game's going, it, it, it's going to be non contact soon, to be honest with well, you. Yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> a shame because neither player was trying to make a tackle. They were both yes. trying to get in and around the striker and they, both, they were both clumsy. Um, and at the end of the day, in this season, they're going to be given. Harry, penalty or no penalty for both of those? Um, it's, t- it's like I say, I mean, I've seen them given or not given. I mean, personally, mm-hmm. I, I believe that it, I would say no penalty. So I just think it's just soft. Yeah. Like, come that, on. Yeah. That shows how soft they were. But I do think the Villa one, the Villa one was a penalty. Ajay, Ajay was was very, very clumsy there. Soft. Like I, say, I can just... understand why they were given, but it's just a bit soft, really. Yeah. But the... Anyway, the, the... We've got the, way the, more the, important things to chat about yeah, than dodgy penalties because at the end of the day, it didn't matter, did it? We both got one and, and that's as it. I say, and I'll be, I'll be reckoned in that period once I got their penalties. Yes, from, yeah. from, was it about 30 minutes, give or take, yeah, um, yeah, whatever it was? Well, well that, that yeah, period, the last, the last, from 20 minutes till half time, we, we were the better side, yeah. You were, oh, you were well on to obviously yeah. prayer at the bar and, and you had a couple of chances. And then even after the second half, I know you, you got the goal. Uh, the Ming's own goal sort of thing, and you still looked okay. Then obviously Villa Nacho were going to come on to you, which the DJ held firm. Um, it was pretty relentless, sort of back to the walls job sort of thing. And as you say, to consider a goal of that nature when you know that that win really would have given you something to like, like really, to like yeah. I was a bit, I was a bit like, hey, I was like, I was like, wow, like they're going to do it, they're going to do it here, like, like if you win, like, geez, because they're going to beat Wolves, like. You know, wow. <laughs> especially it's, on it's, Sunday, I was thinking it's 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 on here, and <laughs> then obviously you can see that, and it must have been gutting for you because it wasn't even like <laughs> a wonder strike from thirty yards or fantastic yeah. Villa goal where they've played through the lines and brilliant sort of interplay. Whatever it was, it was, it was just, a hopeful ball into the box that it, Bartley just had an absolute like brain fart. What, what, yeah, and it, it's and like I said, it it it's. It, it, I think fixture wise and points wise now, it's obviously I think it's. 
going to take a minor miracle. I think I'm being polite there. Kind of think it's more than done. Or, it's funny actually because I was looking at the um, the the next manager odds after the Wolves game to see like if there's any movement in the market. I don't think because bookies sometimes get wind of stuff and happen to yeah. stick on like Premier League relegation. And um, I think after the Albion Villa game, I think Albion went. I think we went to hundred to one on. Yeah, it's relegated. Yeah. I know it sounds silly, right, but like once you get to those kind of figures, it's you know it's 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 mathematical. Yeah, yeah, basically, almost yeah, Sheffield yeah. United asked a few weeks ago. But like you said, Kieran, you know it was always going to be a long shot, and it was sitting Edison. Mathematically, we, we can't say it's done because we could look really yeah. silly because yeah. something stupid could happen. But ultimately, now I think your pride is going to be in terms of finishing the season as strong as you can, and obviously a week. Sorry. A week today. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm back on Monday. Monday. Yeah. yeah. Well, as we say, like not mathematically confirmed, but when you look at the table, you know, we will not stay up unless we get to 36 points. And 36 mm. points would need us to take um, 11 points from our last five, um, which isn't going to happen. Mm. And even then, um, Brighton are on 34 so we'd need a total implosion from them it's not it's not going to happen but mathematically yeah, yeah. but it's not going to happen we will probably finish 18 because we might pick up a couple of results but you know you may as well yeah, I, think yeah. your, I think your best chance was Newcastle really bombing and there was a stage where everyone thought they would yeah since Newcastle won them a couple of games I think that was pretty much yeah we finished yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. On, on that game and on sort of managing the game um, a few years ago uh, there was a really, really funny, well, I say funny, but there was a really famous story at the Albion. Um, we played Spurs um, and we were 3-0 up and Spurs came back and they drew 3-0 with the last kick of the game. The following week, we were playing Cardiff again at home and we'd blown a 3-0 lead the week before. We went 2-0 up, they got it back to 2 um, to two all we scored in like the 90th minute everyone went nuts I remember one guy running onto the pitch and he got ejected probably got a ban in order like a ban for that um, and then Saida Berahino had the ball um, in in our in the Cardiff half and instead of going to the corner flag he tried to play someone in on goal Cardiff went up the other end and they scored and James Morrison reportedly, and he's confirmed this, so it's not alleged anymore, it's not reported, um, he punched Saida Berahino in the, <laughs> in the dressing room afterwards, in the changing rooms afterwards. Yeah. I hope somebody grabbed, and James Morrison is a coach at the Albion, so he might have done it. I hope somebody grabbed Conor Gallagher by his blonde hair and said, what on earth are you doing shooting from 30 yards with a minute and a half to go, you naive little boy? He cost us that massively. <laughs> Do you remember me having a conversation with you, Kieran? I think it was after the West Ham game. You know, when you played, you beat Wolves and you played West Ham and we did yeah. it on the pod. Yeah. And I'm sure if we go back, I said something to you, but we, we spoke about Conor Gallagher and I said something on the lines of, he's a good player, but he's got this thing where his decision-making doesn't seem quite right. I remember the and conversation, I touched, I, mate, yeah. Do you yeah. Remember, I'm sure it was, sure it was the West Ham game. He did something. I might, it, yeah. I, I might, he, I might be he went through. A but, no, you're right. He went through a period of, diving a lot trying to win a penalty and shooting from like 30 yards all the time um like to no effect on both of those counts and i feel like um I, I, he has to have been told off for that like in the dressing room obviously it's kyle bartley's fault we lost that football match but, but it's late the should that. be nowhere near kyle bartley when we've got a minute and a half to go we should have been able to see that out because You'd we expect had big Sam to be really big on that saying, when we get to that stage, grind the game out, no yeah, silly well, shots, no silly decisions. Well, it pans, get it in the it pans to big Sam, Harry. Um, and I couldn't repeat what he said. 
um, yeah. on the podcast because although we we swear now and again, I mean, I, we'd have to put up big explicit signs if I repeat what he said. Steam coming out of his ears, he screamed at him, um, and then I'm not surprised. Within, within a minute, we were we were level, and it's such a shame because as as you say, that was our last hope, really. But you know, let's if we can move on from that Albion fans. I know yeah. it's not ideal um, to go from having a lead and then losing it in a derby to go straight into another derby. However, we do have something to play for here and we have massive, massive pride and how funny Albion fans would it be if we beat them again? That is always something to play for. But the key question is really, have we got any chance? And before we get on to um, whether or not we will beat Wolves, um, I've taken the liberty boys of preparing a little quiz. And now listeners, if you have a pen and pencil, um, pen and pencil, pen and paper, or you have the <laughs> notes app on your phone, feel free to play along here. Um, JB and Harry will be going head to head in a black country derby quiz. Now um, let us know on Twitter, your, um, your scores as well, by all means, I'll give the answers at the end. I'm going to read all the questions um, and the boys are going to top their answers and whoever wins, there's no prize boys just a little bit of pride are we ready yes let's go yes okay now i know harry's pretty good on his football knowledge i follow him on tiktok and i've seen his um <laughs> his random football <laughs> videos which are pretty good some very obscure knowledge there um and jb i know you in particular love your 90s 2000s football so yes this should be a good match okay so question one coming up Name all of the goal scorers in this season's Molyneux Black Country Derby. <laughs> okay, so there's question one. And write that down, boys, if you've okay, got okay, notes okay, up on your phone or whatever, just so I know what you've written at the end. Not that I'm expecting anybody to be cheating here. No, uh, yeah. sorry. That, kills the, that kills the competitive vibe, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Oh, God, who's the other one? Okay. Okay, question two. Feel free to pause the podcast if we're going too fast and then just press play and play along. Question two. Mick McCarthy took charge of Wolves in 11 black country derbies. How many of those did he win? Oh, How many black country derbies did he win? Oh, that's tight. Mm, it's a tough one. You might be able to count them up if you can think when they might have happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, not the easiest question in the world. But JB, of course, um, Claxon in early here. When you were working yeah. at Wolves, um, some of those derbies would have happened. So you should, uh -huh, know absolutely. Some, you should at least know some of the wins. <laughs> okay, moving on to question three. Question number three. Club legends like Cyril Regis and Steve Bull have crossed the divide in their playing career. But who was the last player to play for both Albion and Wolves? God, oh, so, oh, I know... I've got an answer in my head. It might not be right, but gut instinct. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with gut instinct on that one. Okay. Moving on to question number four. Question number four. Who was the last player to play for both sides in the top flight? Okay, slightly different question. So not who was the last player to play for them, but who was the last player who's played, or the most recent player who's played for both clubs in the top flight? And that's the Premier League, just to narrow that down. For both of us. Mm. Tricky question. I know. Harry I kind of hope, I hope. 
Yeah. So question number five then. You and Roberts scored a hat-trick for Wolves when they beat the Baggies 4-2 in 1996. Who scored the other Wolves goal that day? There we go. It's question number five. JB straight in there with his answer. There you go. Wrote that, that one, one down straight away. Challenging one, personally. Yeah. And on the subject of hat-tricks, and in the interest of fairness, Peter Wingy got one for Albion in the 5-1 win in 2012. Name the other three goal scorers that day. Both teams. Yeah, for both teams. And you get one point if you get all of these. You have to get all of these for your point. So where are they? Right, hang on. So we've got... I know two, not three. Okay, you know two, not three. Well, no marks, Harry. No marks, I'm afraid, yeah. No marks. I could have a guess, obviously. Yeah, yeah, have a guess, yeah. I mean, I could I could be persuaded to make it a two marker and give you one mark if you got two out of three. Could could be persuaded. I think by an hour in, I was crying, so I probably couldn't see it through my tears. In all honesty, yeah, it's a good. I know, point. I know. By the second half, if it was um, all went horribly wrong. Yeah. Um. Next question. Question number seven. Albion, Wolves, and Warsaw. The often other third team in the Black Country Derby that maybe gets forgotten have only played in the same division in one season in history. For two points, name the division and name the season. Okay, so get that one down, boys. Name the division and name the season that that happened. What, what team? Sorry. Albion, Wolves and Warsaw, all in the same team, all in the same league. Only happened once ever. Yeah, I think I know name that. Name the season, name the division. Question number eight, and this is our penultimate question. We only have nine questions. And if you think that's an odd number of questions, yeah, it is. I didn't have time to come up with another. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, question number nine, then. In the 2006-2007 season, Albion and Wolves met in the playoff semi-final. Albion collected 76 points that season. How many did Wolves get? Okay, and there's an awful lot of logic to be applied there. Obviously, if they've met in the semi-final, they weren't a million miles from each other. Albion got 76. Yeah, we had a, we had a, we had a good Albion season. We had, yeah. We had Albion a good season because we, we were favourites for relegation that season. Really? Yeah, it was... Yeah, yeah. There oh, were barely God, any mate, players mate, at the start, mate, was it? Mick, wow. Mick McCarthy took over like, you should have seen the squad. I went to watch it's... him in a pre-season at Ensford, the one I spoke about with Beza. Yeah. And it, that, that was that seat, mate. It was fe- unbelievable Red what we bear. did that year. Unbelievable. Yeah. Okay, then, boys, um, question number nine. Uh, this is our final question. Those of you who are playing along at home, um, I hope you are enjoying this quiz. Hopefully, we'll do some more stuff like this again. So, question number nine. It is the Snooker World Championship at the moment, which is very apt as Albion and Wolves have played exactly 147 league fixtures. Um, I love that one. How to ask this question. Um, there have been 40 draws in that time. But who has won more league fixtures, Albion or Wolves? Okay, you got a 50-50 shot on that one. Yeah. In 40 draws, who's got more wins in the league, Albion or Wolves? Okay, one last warning to pause now if you're playing along. Um, rewind if you need to hear a question again. We are about to go through our answers. Okay, <laughs> then. So, 
<laughs> so question number one and mark these as you go boys um so this is just for one mark because it's so recent you need all the goal scorers for one mark um harry can you name all the goal scorers in this season's molyneux black country derby uh, joy Pereira, fabio silva willie bolly yes you can excellent jb did you get those four yes yeah got those buddy Just have a mark boys yep. all square after one jb mick mccarthy took charge of wolves in 11 black country derbies how many wins did he get I've gone for two. Mm-hmm. Harry, so, two. two as well. Which two? 10, uh, 11, there was one. And then I think yeah. one when we were both in the uh, championship. Yeah, very good. So, oh, yeah, six, yeah. seven, and then 10, 11 when we were both yeah. in the Premier League. Excellent, boys. Very, very good. Yeah. Impressed with that. Um, third question, club legends like Cyril Regis and Steve Bull have played for both teams. Who was the last player to do it? Harry? I think it was, uh, I kind of thought it was. And then another question came out. I think it's Keith Andrews. That's what I said. The answer is not yeah. Keith Andrews. That's the why answer came up in the is Bakary Sacco. Oh, oh, for God's sake. I forgot he went to you. Yeah, yeah exactly. We still oh, like him as well. I know, yeah, I yeah, love him. Yeah, there'll oh. be a lot of people um, can't believe no, that. No, I, 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 no, to be fair, I can't even go, oh, bloody hell, I knew that. I, I literally completely... Totally. I knew he played for yeah, me, said it, but he, he, he just yeah. went. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Okay, question number four. Who was the last player to play for both sides in the top flight then? I went with Lescott, although we did have a big injury that season, so I wasn't too sure. JB? Lescott didn't play for us in the Prem, did he? Yeah. He got injured. Yeah. Um, I don't think he played for us in the he Prem. He didn't play a minute for you in the Prem. Because I I mean, the answer I've got is Jody and Lescott, but I... I he may not and corrected on that. I fear he was in the match day squad. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. He was a Premier League player. <laughs> yeah. yeah, who yeah. was the last Premier League for team player? For both there we go. Well you done, might, you might be spot on, mate. But yeah, it's yeah. a good shout. Yeah, but good it is less, anyway. That's a great shout. Getting less. Yeah. I'm not sure yeah, how well. you would have got Keith Andrews as your last answer, and Lescott as this one because Lescott played for Albion <laughs> more recently than Keith. Because <laughs> I just think of the recent derbies. Yeah, yeah. true. Yeah, the goal true, scorers. Yeah. You and Roberts scored a hat trick for Wolves when they beat Albion 4 2. Who got the other goal that day, boys? Let's put Bull. Bully, wasn't it? It was yeah. nice, easy one. Steve Bull. Um, what are we on so far? So I think you're on four points each so far. It's tight. I've got yeah. Yeah. Four. yeah. Okay. On the subject of hat tricks, Odin Wingy got one in 2012. Name the other three goal scorers that day. Now, because this was a while ago, I am willing to give us one mark if you get two. And two marks if you get all three of these. Okay. JB. Well, do we? Okay. Well, I'm, Wolves was was Stephen Fletcher. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, Keith Andrews scored. I know that. Yeah. Um, my third. And I feel like I'm going to kick myself for this because I feel like I can know, but I can't even put this name out of my head. I'm going to get James Morrison. Okay, Harry. What do you reckon? I put, and this was a bit of a guess for the third one. Obviously, Stephen Fletcher scored. I've only one. Keith, um, Andrews and Graham Dorans. No, it was oh. Big Jonas Olsen. Oh, yeah. okay. from, a, yeah. from a set piece, it, it was like a second ball and he hooks one round the defender. Oh, okay. Some of our comical yeah, defending that day. Yeah, <laughs> I don't blame you for erasing that one, boys. Okay, so you both on four marks. <laughs> very, uh, so five marks. It's a very tight run race, this. Um, Albion Wolves and Wolves have only played in the same division once in the history of football. Um, name the division and the season. So do we get the division, boys? I think championship. Yeah. I 
I got Nationwide Division 1, 0102. Yeah. Oh, JB, you're so close. Ooh. You're right on the league, but it's 99-2000. I was off there. You, I, got... <laughs> I didn't have a clue. So... I, went to, I went to watch Wolves in the playoff final, Division 2 playoff final in 2000. Or was it year 2000? Well, they got promoted to beat Reading. I swear it was 01. Oh, man. Oh, I'm going to kick myself for that. <laughs> I'll, I'll check it, baby. I'll check it. I'll check it. I swear um, that I swear Warsaw got promoted in 01. To in, in, or was it the year? No. I swear I went to the playoff final to watch Warsaw in 2001. And they got promoted because they beat Reading 3 2. You know what? what? My notes were wrong on that. It is the 0102 season. Excellent well shout, Jamie. Well Get in. You pulled ahead. Very, very good. <laughs> And he's Sorry, so but, sure yeah. of it. He backed himself so like, much. I don't like showing show you up, but I was like, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, no. I'm, 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 I'm dead proud of myself for that answer. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. Copied that one down wrong. Um, <laughs> JB, excellent. So that puts you marginally ahead of Harry on seven to Harry six. This is very, very close run race. Okay, question eight. So two questions to go. Um, both teams met in the semi-final of the playoffs. Albion got 76 points. How many did Wolves get? So Albion finished third. That, uh, sorry, fourth that season for anyone wondering. And Wolves finished fifth, which is why they obviously met in the playoff yeah. semis. How many points did Wolves get, boys? I put 73. I'm going 74. 76? They finished oh. level. We both, did we? Yeah, oh, they finished yeah. level. So no I don't remember that. Yeah, wow. I, I, that took me by surprise, actually. I, I didn't God, realize. God, when, when, when I think that we, we, we finished on the same points as you with that team oh, and uh, your team at the time. Yeah. Like, I, McCarthy deserves credit. credit. Big time. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. And then, I mean, that was one of our best teams ever and we just couldn't stop leaking goals that year and then thankfully mm-hmm. kicked on the following year. Anyway, <laughs> next question. The final question was, um, which of the two teams have more league wins over the other, Albion or Wolves? I put West Brom. I've, gone West, I've, got, I've, got, I've gone West Brom, yeah. You are both correct, but it is <laughs> mightily close. Is it? Is it tight? Yeah. Wolves have 52 league wins. Albion have 55. So it's very oh, okay. I'm surprised it's that close in fairness and recent issues. <laughs> yeah. From what I've experienced, I'm surprised it's, it's not. That, that was my logic. I thought I thought yeah. that was my logic. I thought sort of since the 90s, I've, I've barely seen us beat the Albion. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, There's an yeah. interesting stat um, that I found earlier. Albion have had a better record um, in the Black Country Derby since the 18th of March, 1911. That was, since that wow. day, we've had a better record than you. We've won more than, than you, oh, which is an insane stat. But there was a, oh, a period where it was massive in history. Um, and then it got really, really close, got down to like, we only had one more win than you at one point in the 70s. And now it's back up to bigger than it's ever been. Um, yeah. All competitions I'm talking now, we, we yeah. have 12, um, 12 more wins than you do. But I mean, league, obviously in the league, it's very, very close. I hope you enjoyed that, boys. Top JB, quiz, mate. really good. Oh, Thank you. I'm impressed, JB. You've, uh, you've, you've shocked me there. I thought Harry's um, youth might stand him in good stead there. Is, can't um, buy experience, mate. You can't yeah. buy experience. There you go. When, you I, see. When, I, when I'm on the pitch on a Sunday and I've got young 21-year-old with the snappers around me, I go, hey, boys, <laughs> you can't buy, you can't it, buy yeah. this experience, lads. That's it. Um, okay, well and then the next well thing I wanted to get onto really before we start to really preview the derby, we'll do predicted 11s, we'll do our score preview. We've, we've chatted to death about the, the state yeah, of the yeah. two sides, really. Last thing I wanted to do is... Is talk about Albion and Wolves as a rivalry. 
Now, the Black Country Derby um, is a big deal for us, and it's a big deal for you. I think you'd agree with that, boys? It's yeah, the biggest yeah, definitely. One. It's a big yeah, yeah. deal. Yeah, Harry, instantly, it's the biggest one. Yeah, it's the biggest fixture on your calendar. It's the biggest fixture on our calendar, if you ask me. There are some Albion fans of a certain age who think the Villa game is bigger, but it's just not anymore. It's yeah. categorically not. Um, and it got me thinking, why necessarily isn't it held in the regard that other rivalries are? And I started to think about a few criteria of what makes a rivalry a, in quotes, big rivalry what makes a derby a big occasion um, and we had a quick chat about this off air boys and the things we came up with really um were firstly there has to be prestige and history they have to be successful clubs um of which we are we're both successful clubs we both won league titles multiple fa cups and um, league cups as well both clubs have won um secondly um we said geography now yep. we aren't the closest derby, and maybe that that plays into it. I don't know what you think there. Yeah. I mean, it's funny, really, because you sort of get born into it, really. Like, like growing up as a Wolves fan, I never really questioned why Wolves and West Brom were rivals. It was just something that you just learnt being a fan. <laughs> um, you were just told by your parents, you know, yeah. you, you fucking hate the Albion sort of thing. You know, it, it's. <laughs> you know I was never what I mean? told that by my parents. No. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'll, I'll question that one, Kieran. We all are, man. But, um, you know, like, you, you know, it's just something you grow into as a fan, don't you? Um, yeah. For me, a rivalry is based on, on a number of things, like you say, in terms of what you grow up sort of believing and sort of, and sort of experiencing. Um, like you say, the, the history of the clubs, almost a bit like Liverpool and Man United is an example. Obviously, Man United, Man City, obviously the local rivals, Liverpool, Everton, the local rivals, but Liverpool and Man United are rivals because of the history. Um, if Man United and Liverpool fans listen to this at the time, it's going to be completely different. I'd take that on, on the chin, no problem. Yeah. But I'm led, I, the way that I see Man United Liverpool is because they are both sort of competing for that title of, as, as the most elite club in, 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 yeah, in, 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 sure. in, in England. Hence why they were thinking about, was it the 19 titles, I think, yeah, um, I or, or, or whatever it was. And as I said before, off air as well, one thing that, because there are many clubs, I'm sure there'll be some really good examples, but I'll just use Wolves obviously as one is, there'll be some sort of obscure rivalries. And the one for Wolves is there's a real sort of long standing, deep hatred for Bolton. Um, and, and that stems from the playoffs in 1994-95 season when we played, we under Graham Taylor and we should have won the league that year, but we didn't. But anyway, we ended up slipping into, into the playoffs and, um, John McGinley, who, if you can find a Wolves fan that can say a, a nice word about John McGinley, you're, you're, he ain't a Wolves fan, or she's a Wolves <laughs> fan. Uh, basically, he, he, he punched Bully uh, behind the referee's back, uh, should have been sent off, horrible player, scored the winner, just loved playing against the Wolves and giving the Wolves fans and Wolves fans giving him back. And it was back in the days of Burnham Park, which is an old stadium. And, and just from that Bur- Bolton moment, Wolves, Wolves Bolton is a real deep rivalry. The fact that when we went up and we beat Bolton 4 0, uh, when we won the championship, we beat them 4 0, and that, that kind of that uh, confirmed their relegation. There's almost as big a part of confirming Bolton's relegation than the Rostos being champions because yeah, I know we just, mean, yeah. I, yeah, I know a few people talk about who's the original Wanderers and all that, yeah, and there's yeah. that sort of banter, but so, so rivalries can stem from real, many things. I don't know if West Brom have got an obscure yeah. team that they kind of don't. Like playing because of something that's happened in the past, or 
I'm not sure. Well, I mean, the, the one that sticks out for Albion, uh, and obviously geography does sort of play a part in this, yeah. is um, is Stoke. Um, okay. We, we went 25 years without beating Stoke. Um, even when we weren't playing them, they used to sing West Brom. We always beat West Brom. Um, yeah, no way. It was just, a, it, and it came quite, not nasty, but like it became a rivalry because we couldn't beat them. However, it's been a long time since since Stoke held that dominance over us, thankfully. And they also technically got us promoted last year, beating Brentford. Um, yeah, yeah. Delilah all afternoon on the golf course. <laughs> um, but, it, but that kind of does bring us on to a really, really good point about, you know, um, you have to have flash moments um, that, oh, yeah. that define rivalries, really. Um, you know, you, you think back to famous parts like the Liverpool Chelsea rivalry if you were um that cropped up in the mid 2000s that came from big big moments like the ghost goal and the yeah, yeah. semi-finals like some really big things like that and then yeah. so if you've got the the geography and the history and the success and all of these things um, and then I think the last thing is probably it has to be competitive now yes. Stoke against Port Vale is is a, one of the f- most fierce rivalries in the country they hate each other and Blues against Villa they despise each other I've been talking about moments like Jack Grealish getting punched by a fan is a historic moment but I don't think yeah yeah but it's not really a level playing field. No. That's why Liverpool Man United really does cause a bit of interest. Yeah, sure. That's why maybe Liverpool Everton isn't so in, you know in vogue nowadays. Um, yeah. And I think that's something that the Black Country Derby really does have. Um, it, it, it sort of it does. We've have never that. been a million. We've never been a million miles away from each other. But yeah. even when you were in the prem for that period of time, and we were languishing, it sounds silly, but like. If we'd have come together as, 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 as uh, in an FA Cup or something like like yeah. that, it, it would have been competitive. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? It, yeah. even, it, it's not like you were like challenging for Europe and we were sort of like you know in in, in League One or something. Yeah. You know, we've but, always yeah, apart, been... apart from when you were in League One, we were challenging. For yeah, Europe. no, yeah, yeah, well, yeah that actually yeah. happened. And, but but, we, but we'd, have, we'd have probably still give you a game though. Do you know? Yeah, it's not Stoke and Vale. It's, it's no. no, no, not at all. Not at all. One of the it's things never, that was really, felt like that. One of the things that's really sting. I, I wasn't obviously, I was way too young at the time, but there was that season 01 02 when Wolves were yeah. sailing towards promotion and they yeah. somehow lost it against West Brom. I reckon that I, I would have dreaded to have witnessed that. As, yeah, as I mean, that's, that's definitely one of those definitely historic moments that's in a rivalry. Yeah. The Battle of Bramall Lane um, was what really kicked that off for us. I'm sure everyone listening to the podcast will know. Um, Neil Warnock and there's you know you talk about things that you know the rivalries just crop up out of nowhere um, and they stick Neil Warnock is not a popular man at the Hawthorns um, yeah but for basically throwing that game um, and he, you know, he, he lies about it to this day but you can just see clear as day he he was telling what he was doing yeah yeah to get sent off um, to, or to get sent off and then to go down and like the ref stopped sending players off Eddie Walthamstow his name was and I've heard him talk about it before he said he basically bottled sending um, two or three more players off because he said he didn't know what to do he didn't want to abandon the game but when they started going down injured instead of trying to get red cards he had no choice but to suspend it anyway massive tangent Really, but it's a great <laughs> point Harry really interesting yeah. you know that is one of those historic moments Um. Now, you know, part of rivalry, and it's a, it's a silly conversation, really, but part of rivalry is how maybe other people perceive that rivalry and how we perceive other rivalries as well. So if I give you a few rivalries in English football, give me a rating out of 10 
Okay, and on all of those things considered, including geography, including history, competition, all of these things. So if I say Blues Villa out of 10, boys. Oh, I think it's a solid eight. Yeah, I was going to say an eight. It's a very passionate derby. It's a very Mm. passionate. I mean, I've I've got a lot of Villa fans. I've got got quite a few uh, Blues fan mates as well. And. I feel I feel it's definitely more of a blues hatred towards Villa, if I'm really honest with you. Yeah. Um, my blues mates, like the one who speak to Villa, like, it, it's yeah. like, it's, it, whereas yeah. Villa, I don't feel it's replicated as, as much. I know what you on mean. Villa side. I feel like Villa love the fact that maybe they can say yes. that, but at the same point, yeah. they, at the same time, they really do hate Deep down, blues. they probably do hate yeah. them. But yeah, no, it's a passionate derby. Um, I've actually yeah. been to one. I've actually been to one, and it oh, was yeah. unbelievable. Oh, wow. um, and, and like I said, the Grealish thing and what have you. And yeah, so it's, yeah. it's a solid eight for me. If I'd have yeah, I, I'd probably yeah. go with an eight as well. And the only thing that lets it down really is um, maybe Blues aren't as big a club as as Villa, and they're not yeah. really on a level playing field. Uh, sorry mm-hmm. if any Blues fans are listening, um, but I'm sure you knew that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> next, next one. If I say the Merseyside derby, can I get a rating out of ten? I, I, I did a TikTok video similar to this and I said for them it's a 5 out of 10 and mm. a lot of them kicked off at me but from what I perceive it's quite a friendly derby I, I mean people say oh, there's more red cards and more fouls in that game but for Liverpool I always think Liverpool United are red hot and the yeah. Liverpool Everton one's a bit of a, a dead I'm, I'm going to I'm going to sum Liverpool Everton derby up very quickly and if you go back on um, you can get it on if you've got Sky Sports you can get it in the archives and, and the box sets of if you watch Premier League years, or even on YouTube, and you just just YouTube um, Everton Liverpool derbies, you just watch the highlights. There are Liverpool and Everton fans mixed. There are Everton fans in the car. Yeah, yeah. There are, and, and you would not believe. get a you, you would not get a West Brom fan in the South Bank. Not for not long. Happening. Not for long. And, and, <laughs> not for long. And, 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 and that and that for me <laughs> sums it. I'm like, I, I get they're the same city, and there's probably families entwined and all that, but. Yeah. For me, it causes a rivalry, but it, it ain't. You, yeah, if you've got if you've got yeah. um, opposition fans in, in the in your main stand on Derby Day, yeah, it's, it, 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 it ain't it ain't up there for me. Yeah, so I'm I'm, with Abby, I'm talking I'm talking a five for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's it's right down there for me. That's a very cold yeah. one. Um, if I then say to you, uh, uh, Chelsea against Fulham. <laughs> <laughs> Except we get the cream teas out in the sky. Yeah, I think yeah. I'd go. I'd go one point five because they're both in the Premier League. You can eat the corn sandwiches quicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ipswich Norwich. Ipswich Norwich. That was all right. I would yeah. say. I'd say seven based on the facts that I've never really been too compelled to watch it as a neutral. But when you you do speak to them, they both dislike each other. And the Paul Lambert thing as well was quite interesting when he, he yeah. joined Ipswich as manager. So yeah. I'd, say, I'd say that. Yeah, I'm never course, on that Ipswich, one. Ipswich won a UEFA Cup. Norwich, obviously, the successful team in in recent years. Yeah, yeah. And they're, but they've always been sort of in and around each other. I think that's a good one. Um, yeah. But again, the geography holds them back. They're not in the same city. Definitely. East Anglia is a big place and they're the only two big clubs. Two. Um, what if I say um, the old firm? Oh, mate. In itself, the minerals of it, 
red hot. Sometimes they've had seasons though where they play each other about seven or eight times a season. Yeah. And that does have to take it away in, in a way because sometimes it's a suspense as well of maybe a couple of times a year. That's but true. in terms of what it stands for, I can't underrate. I've got to give it a nine out of ten. Yeah, I mean I I'm gonna go I'm gonna go nine out of ten. The only yeah. thing that holds it back is apart from Celtics one European Cup, neither of them have had you know, well, neither of them have had sustained success on the continent or in world football. Um, so you can't really say that they're on the same playing field as Man United or Liverpool. However, when you consider socio-cultural factors and you consider how much hatred there is and the geography and the history and how yeah, many yeah. titles they've won, that is that is so close to like a perfect rivalry. But after yeah, yeah. caveated by things like they play so often, it's not really an occasion. Um, sure. It should be. Um, and of course, um, you know, it, 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 I, I don't mean this in a bad way, but, you know, it's Scottish football. It's not <laughs> one of the top leagues in yeah, yeah. just the way it is. Um, mm-hmm. any, any more for any more, boys? Maybe one of you took one out. River play versus Boca Juniors is a 10, in my opinion. Well, that's, that's true. Yeah. So if we're going Ed Classico, we're going Le Classique. I mean, the Classico is way better than Le Classique. Like um, Marseille PSG is like the most manufactured rivalry is a very strange one but yeah if we're going um around the world you'd have to say uh river plate and Boca is right up there that's got to be a yeah i think um, i think one of the biggest ones for me that kind of through through watching italian football everyone who listens to this knows my penchant for italian football and knowledge around it roma lazio is yeah. stupidly mm. big yeah. stupidly big roma lazio uh that's bigger than bigger than the, the milan derby in terms of passion and um, Roma Lazio is, is a ridiculously big derby. It's one yeah. of my dreams to go to that. I'd love to go to a, a, a derby between um, a, a game between Roma and Lazio. Yeah, um, not, not as, thought... um, as as fierce by any stretch of the imagination, but um, the Derby della Male, which is Torino and Juventus, is a really interesting one. Two yeah, sure. Clubs and obviously, Torino used to have their success. I'm only giving that one a shout out because I used to go to Torino matches and. Really enjoyed, and, and, and I mean, there are a couple more in England, which 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 are quite big. I think. I well, mean, Newcastle, I, I did, Sunderland. I, I was going is, to say, I, is I've so done a bit of work. I've done a new. I, I did obviously when I worked for Wolves. Went where? Um, I did a lot of work up in Newcastle, Sunderland, particularly when we got promoted. I had to go up there quite a lot to sort of like see how their corporate side of things worked. And spending a bit of time up there, and just speaking to them, and we went through up like, their match day prep for when they played like Newcastle and when Newcastle played Sunderland and vice versa. It's um, it's so big up there, like. Mm. It is unbelievable. Like the, the whole city comes to a standstill for it. You know, it, 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 it is huge, um, and that's that that that's got to be up there. Um, I mean, I think that might be for the, me. the best for me. I know it's a it's a different yeah. thing. It's very subjective, but I feel I feel like that might be the best derby in the country I mean, for me. Yeah, I mean, you, you get wind of different. I mean, you, I mean, people often talk about like say Cardiff and Swansea. How passionate that is, but I don't True. know much. About, I don't know much about that, so I can't yeah. really pass a comment mm-hmm. on it. I suppose. Yeah. Um, um, I, I mean the Manchester derby as well is an interesting yeah. one because it's become you know the, the level playing field in recent years yeah um, but at the same time you don't get that feeling from it either not it's, it's not I think Sky Sports have pushed it really hard I think they've really yes. really tried to market that as some massive I mean as it stands yeah two good teams but I mean the 3-2 a couple of seasons ago was red hot and obviously that 4-3 yeah. way back in the day with Owen but I don't rate it in the top five in all honesty yeah, yeah. and um also, North London derby, we've not mentioned. Of course, always yeah. Cracking games, always cracking games in the North London derby half the time. Yeah. And there's history as well. Yeah, I'd there's a lot eight. of history in that one. Yeah, I think I think the derbies that I would say are bigger than Albion against Wolves are your 
Newcastle Sunderland. I, I, yeah. I do. Th- I mean, it's, that's close for me. It's a difficult one to say, but I think Newcastle Sunderland purely on how much they hate each other. Um, yeah, just definitely edges it. Um, and then I'd say the North London derby probably because of how big the teams are. How big they really are, yeah. Each other. Yeah, yeah, I think all that that washes. Um, the the one that I don't like to put above Albion Wolves is the second City derby. I don't know if Blues mm. Villa is bigger than Albion Wolves because Blues and Villa have never been on a level playing field. No. I mean, I mean, I mean, the mid. I know Villa, Villa obviously particularly under like, um, you know, under sort of um, Martin O'Neill in this sort of the mid 2000s and when Blues were under Bruce, they had a couple of ding dongs then. But like I said, they weren't really sort of fishing in the same pond, were they really? No. Um, if you like, it's a difficult one because we'll, we'll, we'll probably get pelters from all our sort of Villa listeners. We have got quite a few, but um, I, I think I think the reason why Wolves and Albion don't get the recognition, if you like, because you, you see so many articles and and debates around around uh, the UK uh, football derbies, and we very very rarely get a mention. Mm. And I do think it's, I don't it's because we're not fashionable teams, if you like, because it's not like like Harry said, we're not marketed enough by no. you know because we're not. I mean, Wolves are a city team, if you like, and we're Wolverhampton yeah, yeah. sort of thing. But mm. you know, because it's Blues and Albion from the uh, sorry, Blues and Villa from the same yeah. city, it gets that sort of city recognition. It's almost like Newcastle, Sunderland. Sunderland are, Sunderland are a completely different town. To well, Newcastle. right, okay. and, and I think I think you're and, onto and, something. And, and... Yeah, so with, with Newcastle, yeah. Sunderland, that rivalry is the northeast. It is an unequivocal, well-known region. Yeah, if you said the Black Country to anybody who's not from the Black Country or of a certain age, they don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, they yeah, don't know exactly. what the Black Country is. And then, how can there be a rivalry that? in this region that people can't really define? Yeah. I mean, you talk about the Midlands, people just think Midlands, Birmingham, therefore, Villa <laughs> yeah. Blues. You yeah, know, yeah. it's not when you go an oldie, oh, you're, you're from Birmingham, because, you know, it's all actually no amount from Hensford. You know, like, <laughs> it's that sort of like, it's that grouping together, isn't it? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I think we don't recognition because of a combination of that. But for me, you've, you've got to stand, you've got to, you've got to stand on your sword, haven't you? For me, Villa Blues isn't, 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 in the same league as as, as Villa Albion, oh, God, I can't get my words out. Sorry, as, uh, Villa Albion. Blues. He's not in the same. He's not in the same league as, as Albion uh, Wolves. Not for me. Not for I me. think so too. I'm glad we're all in agreement on that one. So what we're we saying then, boys, nationally, we're saying are we pushing top five as a as a derby? Knocking on the door. Not going to be a bit biased, but I think we're up there. Right oh, I, yeah, I think we're probably top five. There's a few names yeah. which I would say are bigger and better. But yeah, I, I think I think instantly, like you said, North, I think North London Derby. If we're in, if we're if we're going UK wide, obviously, oh, of Holford, course, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, you know, the, the Sunderland Newcastle. Um, yeah. I don't yeah. think Liverpool Man United can be classed as a as a derby because it's not. Yeah, it's exactly. An epic an epic yeah, rivalry. it's a yeah. massive rivalry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I, and you've I got, mean, and you have got other ones. You've got like you know, you've got like you know, your, your Bristol Rovers, Bristol City. Like they, true, they would be true. having exactly the same. They'd be having exactly the same arguments as we are now. So yeah. Southampton, Portsmouth as well, and Southampton, yeah. Portsmouth, Steel City, listen, Derby. Exactly. We've got to blow around trumping. I think. No, listen. Blues and Villaries up there. I do think it's a passionate, fiery derby. But yeah. I just think with our history. Um, you know, obviously Villa have got a fantastic history as well as we as we all know. Um, I just think across the board, I just think f- for me, we're, we're, we are we are knocking on the door. 
I'd say I'd say that yeah and it's it's an old one it's a it's a historical one with you know it's got a lot to love about it and the one thing they do like totally random um but both teams always wear the home kit yes they don't clash at all both teams wear the home kit and that's nice um sometimes you get a team wearing a change kit like when Liverpool and Man United play they can't both wear the home kit and that's it's not yeah. pleasing, like, is it? Yeah, like it, it's nice yeah. that you know it's always old gold against blue and white stripes. Like it's it yeah, feels sure. traditional in that sense. Um, yeah, definitely. Okay, then. So we, I mean, we've put it off and we've put it off and we've put it off feature yeah. after feature this week, <laughs> but there, there comes a time when we have to actually talk about the match. Um, Harry, we'll go to you first as the guest. Um, what would you like to see from Wolves? And can I take your temperature really on on? you know, the, the game before we get there. Like, what are you expecting and what are you hoping for? Well, first, I'm not confident whatsoever. I mean, it was a bit strange because the first time we were thinking you guys were looking really bad and we weren't completely plummeting at that stage. I was a lot more confident than then. But the part of me did all kind of things. I had a little bit of contrast that that Burnley game was a stinker. Part of me thinks maybe we got that out of the way against Burnley. I don't know if Lightning's going to strike twice and we're going to play absolutely abysmally against you as well. Absolutely. So part of me hopes and it's... it's primarily and exclusively on hope that we got that awful performance out of the way just before we play you and then maybe Nuno if he's got that about him is going to absolutely make sure that we go out there and we almost they almost apologize through a win against you in response to that 4-0 hammering in the hands of Burnley. JB? Yeah it's a really good point that Harry says um, I never wanted to do a podcast building up to the Black Country Derby where I'm genuinely shitting it. Um, <laughs> but but unfortunately, you know, this podcast is about op- open honesty and transparency, and, and, and I am. Um, when I look at the way we've been playing in recent weeks, even our wins against Fulham, Sheffield United, they've been abysmal wins. We haven't particularly deserved them. Well, well no, actually, I'm, let's remove the word particularly. We haven't deserved them. Um, you know, and it, and it does worry me. Albion have been in good form. You can't deny that. Obviously, they made the mistakes. They had spells against Villa where they're a little bit up and down. But generally, they've been far, far better than us. Um, and it does worry me. So that's my feeling around it. And I, I can't dress that up any other way. My hope mm-hmm. is that the Burnley one was a catastrophe that will never happen again. And that it has been absolutely drilled into these players that this game is huge in terms of the fans, in you, terms of the season we've had. It has been. Do you think that will be the case? Do you think Nuno will be drilling that into the play? No, 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 and that really that really upsets me. I don't um, forget the West Brom game when we were losing. He, he just sat there the whole game. Yeah, thinking yeah. up. Yeah, and, it, and and I just my my hope is that the Burnley game was kind of like a monumental one-off. Was was that bad? It physically couldn't happen again, and that literally we were building up to this. All is not say all is forgiven, but let's just all is forgiven by having a fantastic performance against Albion and putting them to the sword. That's my hope. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to be positive, and I, I don't. I want to try and say that's what I, I really think will happen. But I, I just, I, I haven't seen enough. It, let, let's just let's just use the spell between the last Black Country Derby and this Black Country Derby. So that was January the was it 7, 15, 13, something like that. Yeah. And we're now on April. So In what's mid-January, that? January. Yeah. It's, yeah, so what's that, three and a half months, give or take? Yeah, yeah. And within that three and a half month spell, I have not seen anything from Wolves, from Nuno, from our coaches, from our players, from anything that, that says to me, we have got the ability to turn a really poor performance. And he said, previous seasons, when we had when, when we were going through a bad spell, 
every game after I was waiting for it because I thought we've got this Nuno's, we're going to turn it around we can have a poor game next week but we'll be brilliant next week we've got that in our locker mm-hmm. obviously nothing this season says to me we've got that in our locker my hope is that it's the Black Country Derby and the players are aware of the importance but it's a hope did they, did they look like they were aware of the importance in the first Black Country Derby, do you think? I I I mean, intensity-wise, I think I think it was a quite intense game. Um, the early goal probably dictated the pattern of play a lot as well. And obviously, at that point in time, Sam Allardyce was basically 10 men behind the ball. Um, but when Willie Bolly this with- goal, like, Willie Bolly celebrated that, like, he yeah, yeah. in a World Cup final. Like, yeah. he, he was- listen... We've had this conversation. It will never be the same without the fans. You know, even even if even if the even if the Wolves team was full of Wolverhampton-born players and the West Brom team was full of West Brom uh, academy lads or, or whatever, and they were they grew up. I think even without fans, it, it would be a struggle. Yeah, but that's not an excuse. These players will not understand through geography, general knowledge, social media, the club itself, the importance of this game, um, especially after what we've witnessed and been been subjected to this season. Yeah. Um, well, and, and yes, you are right. It was intense the first game, but it soon yeah. petered out. <laughs> Our second half yeah. performance I don't know, was, mate. was not acceptable in that game. Pretty, as far as I'm concerned, I don't think we had a shot on target. So, not yeah, that I, meant was... I, meant, I, meant, I meant for Wolves, mate, not you. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Wolves froze <laughs> in the second half, if yeah. I'm honest, in that game. Um, they were shot yeah, yeah, definitely. They weren't expecting a, a team on as bad a run of form as we were to, mm-hmm. to play that well, I think. Um, so, if, if we get on to sort of a combined 11 and and how we might not combine the eleven, sorry, um, predict till eleven and see how we might yeah. see the game going. If I don't think we change much from an Albion stance, um, I think we'll go four three three. Um, I don't think Callum Robinson will start um, as he didn't against Villa. I, I think it'll be the same side. Um, you might not see Shemi Ajayi. You might see Dara O'Shea instead. Um, but other than that, I wouldn't change anything for Albion. We we found we found something good. Let's stick to it, and we're in relatively good form. I wouldn't go changing anything, and I, I think um, in you know the midfield battle is going to be key, depending on the system that Wolves play. If Wolves yeah. go with three five two or the three four three, um, then we can win that midfield battle with um, Yukushlu, Maitland, Niles, and with Gallagher. Um, I wouldn't want the four two three one because. You know, whether it's Dendonka and Neves or whether it's Moutinho and Neves, um, you just want that extra man in there. Um, and Gallagher yeah. as that extra man could be really, really useful. Um, without the ball, um, we were Maitland Niles often defended on the wing. Um, if that was where the ball went, which was quite interesting, it was a little bit more flexible, a bit more fluid than it has been in in recent times, uh, which was interesting. Um, obviously, Traore is. It is the danger man for Wolves, and yeah. we've got to find a way. He's to warming stop up. Him. He's getting warm a little yeah, bit. Well, as well, well like, he, he, fully he, the he's United found games. form. Fully enough, yeah. he's found a bit of form when everyone else seems to have dropped off a cliff. Somewhat for Wolves. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's, it's good. <laughs> yeah, and the, the danger is he can play anywhere across the front three. So he's either going to be running Darnell Furlong and Matt Phillips and Matt yeah, yeah. Niles, or he's going to be running Connor Townsend. Um, and Mateus Pereira and Conor Gallagher ragged. Um, yeah. So it's a really, he's, he's so key. And obviously he played him through the middle. He, he's a danger man. So I feel like yeah, yeah. 
a lot of Wolves' threat in recent weeks has been through uh, Traore, and I think that's key for us. I think I know it's a simple one. He's fast. He's a danger man. But in the way yeah. that Wolves' games have been going recently, he is he is the danger man. He's definitely the only one you look at and think, yeah, he could cause us massive, massive problems. Um, yeah. Would you guys change anything for Wolves starting eleven wise, shape wise? I changed the striker. I mean, I remember last time I was on him, I kind of tried to defend Jose, William Jose. Yeah. And then as time's passed, I kind of do agree now. I don't think he's, I wouldn't take up the permanent option in the no. summer by no. any stretch of the imagination. However, although he, did, he has bagged his first goal and he had a disallowed goal, I would go with Fabio Silva personally. I just think he's just a stronger option, full stop. And I think Fabio's getting better. First three, four months, I was a little bit, oh, cry, what on earth have we spent all this money on? But since then, I've started to see him adapt a little bit. He's getting that game time and he's starting to make a progressive improvement, albeit nowhere near the level of Jimenez. But over those two, I would personally swap the striker from last game and get um, Silver in. If we can have a, a couple of shots, that'd be great, in all fairness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Be fun to shoot. yeah. Yeah, just shoot. From, the, from, from kickoff, let's just get a shot on goal from kickoff. Yeah, yeah. we'll cheer from the TV. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. For Christ me, I, I'm with Harry. I would like to see Fabio get a start. I think he's warranted it. Yeah. Do I think he will? No. Um, no I think I've, I think he'll he'll play the same back five. He'll play Nori, uh, Saiz, Cody, Bolly, uh, Samedo. Mm-hmm. I've got a feeling he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna have his midfield two of Neves and Moutinho. Um and then I think he'll go with the front three of Pedence, Traore, and William Jose. That's mm-hmm. where I think he'll go. The only other option really potentially because of the way that that, that Albion play. And obviously the fact that you've got Maitland Niles and your Kushlu, who, who obviously particularly your Kushlu has been impressive recently and tends to most things go through him, is if he dropped a, if he dropped a third man into midfield and played and played that dead Duncan Neves and Moutinho in there, and then mm-hmm. kind of almost and then almost had just Traore sort of or, well almost play a front two because when, when he has the midfield three he plays a front two so I always have Traore off off um off the striker. Yeah. Um but then that would mean dropping Pedence. Um, and, and even though Pedence hasn't been great recently, when he's on form, he, he's top quality. And it, it, it is sort yeah. of a, a, a gamble to leave him out because of the quality that he possesses. Mm-hmm. But for me, if I was a betting man, um, I, I would say there's not going to be much change. And, and like no. I say, he'll go, he'll go Neves Moutinho, which is sort of his old favoured pairing, if you like. Yeah. Um, and then, then if we're still in the game, Say maybe after sixty minutes or something, he'll he'll he might bring on Dendonka for some legs or something like that, um, and, and go from there. So that would be the way that I think he's going to go. Would I would I do that? Would I like to see, would I like him to see mix him up, mix it up a little bit so there's a bit more flat? Would I like to see the team you come in? Absolutely. 100%, 100%. You know, would I like to see him? You know, maybe would I like to see him play a back four, which gives us a bit more flexibility in in the other positions? I'd Probably, love to yeah. See you play a back four. Um, but 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 but. Willie, no, because it, playing a back four means it means he'd have to drop Cody, which he won't. Because you've <laughs> got, right. you you got Bolly and Saïs. So, you know what, mate? I'd have, I'd, 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 for the time being, I'd have Bolly and Saïs as centre-halves. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would. And, and, and then that, that frees up an extra position going forward. But I, I, I've got to be honest. No. If I think about the way that game's going to pan out and I think about your back five and I'm thinking Pereira, Diagne and Matt Phillips as our front three, and our creative midfielders being Conor Gallagher and Maitland-Niles doesn't fill me with all that much confidence, um, which means the fullbacks, as they do a lot of the time, are going to have a really, really big role to play um, and they're going to have to get involved. That's Furlong and Townsend. But they can't because of Traore and because of Pedence. I think if Wolves go with a back five, they could really, really frustrate Albion because we, yeah, we like I think, to win the I think ball. it's the route he'll go. 
yeah, we like to win the ball high in transition and we like to play two or three passes and we're in. We, we're not a team that likes to build and build and build because we haven't got the, the sustained quality to do it. Um, yeah, I yeah, think sure. if Wolves went with a back five, I think I'd almost... I mean, I probably would make them favourites. I don't see how we get through that um, yeah. without, you know. Don't be, like I said, mate. Don't be surprised if don't be surprised if he does if he does drop 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 to a midfield three alongside the back five and yeah. literally just have the front two and almost play that real almost the formation we play when we play in Man City because every time we play Man City, we will play the midfield three, the back five, and then the front two. Um, it won't surprise yeah. me if he does that, mate. Just just to literally try and not. Or not repeat what happened last weekend. To be honest, through maybe a, a fear of failure. I don't know. It's so hard yeah. to predict. I, I just, I just don't know. But based on what I've seen, based on the decisions that he's made for the majority of this season, I can't see him deviating too much from the tried and tried and tested. Even though it hasn't been particularly successful, <laughs> so. tried and tarnished. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, dear, you, obviously, you went with the back four in the first um, Black Country derby this season, and yeah. Um, it sort of there was a lot of writing on the wall for that system. Um, in yeah. that game, it really exposed Wolves defensively. Um, so he might yeah. be a little bit reluctant to do it again. Sure, but you know, it, you, you spend all this time second guessing someone, and they might, you know, Sam Allardyce might try and match that system as he did against yeah. Chelsea. He might try and match. Yeah, that's three. it. Um, you, you never that's know it. how these things are going to pan out. Um, but I think it, I think it'll be an interesting game. I don't know whether it'll be a good game. I sit on here most weeks and say, yeah, it'd be a good game. It'd be a good game. Um, and I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if I can see a good game. I think it will be a tense no. derby yeah. where, um, where you know both teams are coming in on, on a low. Yes, we're in okay form, but our season's essentially finished. Um, and I don't feel anywhere near as confident as I should. Um, playing a team that's just lost to Burnley four 0 because that felt like a four 0 loss to Villa. It was absolutely gutting, mm-hmm. and the players will feel that. So I, I, I don't. I mean, you're, I'm not feeling bullish to be honest. You're you're talking here like you, you've resigned yourself to defeat. I'm I'm I mean, I can see how we can win that game. If we have a bit of quality and a bit of intensity, we can win that football match. But I'm not sitting here full of confidence. Um, I think maybe the three of us are, are going in on really low confidence here. I think uh, which so, is completely. Which is sorry, Harry, carry on. I've just said that I go into this thinking I think you're a stronger team than you were in January, which kind of almost scares that, me a little yeah. bit because your team and you're you've got a, a worse team in January, January. Exactly, and you've got that. You've started to click a fair bit. It almost feels it's a bit too late for you. I think give you an extra five games, and you'd have a really good case of staying up. So for me, thinking Absolutely, that we yeah. went into that game in January, thinking. This is almost men against boys. We're far more established. Going into this yeah. game, I think you're stronger. We're weaker, obviously, without Kedjo and that. Oh, my gosh, I don't know. I fear the worst, but then part of that's probably just emotional attachment to the game. Yeah, I mean, it's a tough one to call. It's a really tough yeah. one to call. It's a tough one to call without, you know, having it. It's, it's, a, head, it's a head and heart. It's a head and heart job yeah, for me. Yeah, exactly it's, that. It's, it's, a, it's a head and heart exactly job. And, 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 you know, if, if you know, if, if, I'm sure we're going to get into predictions now and, and, and what have you, are. but... Uh, if I was to go with if I was to go with my head and, and sort of you know the way I like to you know the way I do my podcast and things like that you know in terms of the way you you feel in stuff in terms of the, the the realistic stats and the things you've seen in front of you I, I can't see Wolves getting much if I was a bet I'd go, I'd go I'll be in draw now bet sort of thing uh, sorry um, is, that the, is that the way you say it yeah, that, yeah. that's my lack of betting yeah, you know yeah. what I mean um, I, I can't see I can't see Wolves um, getting anything to be a draw at best. But listen, it's a Black Country Ramble podcast. It's a Black Country Derby. 
Um, I've got to stick my neck on the line and back my boys because if, if I didn't do that, it, it, wouldn't, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be right, would it? So no. I'm, I was going to say 1-0, but then I thought, do you know what? No, because I can't just keep it a clean sheet for a start. But then all of a sudden <laughs> I went, I can't, I can't see us scoring two goals either. <laughs> so, no. so I'm, I'm, I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place, but I'm going to go 2-1 go two Wolves and, and, and just hope and hope and hope. Okay, uh, Harry, <laughs> prediction from you, mate? Pardon me, one thing I tried to do with the, the scoreline, if I want to give you the most genuine scoreline, I believe I had to remove bias and emotion because part of my bias would always try and back us. Part of my emotion would expect us to get pummeled. So reducing that, those two elements, part of me envisages it, envisages it being a 1-1 draw. Yeah, well, I think it's head and heart for me as well. And head sort of yeah. says one all. Um, and heart says nine nil. Sorry, um, my heart says <laughs> five one. Um, Pereira eight. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we're going to get the brackets seven, on Gillette Soccer Saturday. Seven penalties. Yeah, Albion seven. Open brackets seven in writing. Yeah. Soccer oh, Saturday. Can't yeah. wait. No, um, oh, my, my heart says um, my heart says two nil Albion, um, and that's what I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm going to go two nil. Um, however, as you know, as I've said, I'm not feeling as confident as as it should be. But I wasn't confident in January either. And no. put it um, this yeah, way, yeah. I'd be more surprised us beating you two and two nil than you beating us two nil. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. If it's going to be a win, I think it's more likely to be you. Yeah, what a, what a strange. Can't wait, can't wait, can't wait to the can't wait to the bookies odds actually. I'm not, I'm not sure whether they'll be That's out a yet. Really actually. good point. Yeah. Um, really do you know what? Before we before we shoot off air, because I know we're going to wrap up now. I'll quickly yeah, jump on just see while we're. If if I had to guess, I would say that we I think it was favourites matches because we're at home. So Monday the third. So West Brom. So at the moment, at the moment, West Brom are two to one. Wolves are seven to five. Mate. So, okay. we're, so, so we're, we're marginal favourites, which really shocks me. There's value in that two to one there. <laughs> yeah. There's huge value. I'm on the tenor on the Yeah, yeah. Play as well. There is another do that. It's interesting. What's the draw, Jay? Yeah. Uh, I think so. I've just got, I think it's at 11 to five. I think 11 to five, yeah. yeah 11 to five. So, yeah. There's Albion value across, the, value across the board, really. Yeah. Anyway. Harry, yes. thank you so much for joining us on our Black Country Derby preview. It's been a pleasure to have you again. JB, thank Not you man. as ever for joining me. Thank you. Um, and thank you, the listener, for listening to us. If you can give us a rating on um, Apple Podcasts, yeah, that would be fantastic. If you get your podcasts on Spotify, you can't leave a rating at the moment, but you could give us a retweet on social media. Um, make sure you're following us on social media as well. That would be brilliant for us. Um, that is at BCR pod on Twitter. Um, and yeah, don't be shy. Tweet us. Let, let us know what you got in the quiz. Let us know what you think of our Derby conversations um, and let us know what your score prediction might be. Okay. Thank you guys. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the black country ramble. Mm-hmm.